Hey, Gary again, and we are continuing with the live event series here on the podcast. So this is another LinkedIn live event I did, and this one is all about increasing your show rates for meetings. So if you're a consultant or a salesperson, or you're in a role where you meet with people, um, you know how you know how the dreaded no shows just wreck your calendar and waste your time. So this is some strategies that we use kind of structurally to make sure that people show up, you know, all the things that we kind of do leading up to it, information we get to them, as well as some technical implementation things. So um, again, this one, there is a, an accompanying slide presentation that goes along with it. So if you're listening to the audio version, feel free to pop on YouTube or pipelineology.com to view the slide uh, slides along with it. Uh, but you should be able to listen and get a pretty good idea of everything. So without further ado, we'll jump into the episode. It is 2.01 and I don't like to run late. So let's uh, let's kind of jump in with uh, the topic of the event today. I really do appreciate everybody who is here already. Um, and uh, I've got Evan with me today and he'll be letting people on and off. And if you have any questions, uh, feel free to throw them into the chat uh, and he'll, he'll bring them, them to my attention as we go along. So let me just uh, get things started and share my screen. All right. Uh, can everybody see that okay? Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Thanks. All right. So let's uh, kind of get uh, get started here. So this event is really all about how we increased our show rate internally from 49% to 92% on our appointments. And I know it's probably the same for you as it is for me as in that I, I love appointments. I love having a, you know, I love seeing more of them on my calendar, but the no-shows are really, uh, are, are not just a drain on, on uh, you know, for, for, for your reps, but they're really a kind of a, a drain on your company and they're costing you quite a bit. Um, I did some research into it. It looks like in the healthcare industry, that's where probably the most research has happened. It actually is a $150 billion a year problem in that that's the cost of people who are missing their appointments, $150 billion every single year. So I know that for, for any type of physician, they wanna make sure people show up and it's the same thing you know, here for you if you're a consultant or uh, uh, an agency owner or a lender or anything like that, getting people to show up is really, really important because you just, you're never gonna get that time back. Anytime you spent prepping for an appointment, any time you spent that, you know, you're, you're just sitting waiting for them. I don't, I don't know how long you, you will wait for somebody to show up, but for me, it's, it's five minutes. And if they're not there, I'm out and I'm moving on with my day because, because time is important, but even that five minutes is a big waste. Cause right. Cause you've got prep time, all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to show you what we've done internally to make that shift where instead of one out of every two people missing, it's less than one out of 10 now missing or without rescheduling. So on the agenda today are gonna to be quick fixes that you can implement today. So these are gonna be kind of the low hanging fruit. If you're seeing any of these here, these are gonna be the ones that you can just go in, click some buttons, maybe type out a few sentences and boom, you'll have it. And uh, these quick fixes actually can make a pretty big difference. We've seen um, 20 and 30% jumps to show up rates just by implementing these quick fixes. 
um, as well as uh, the reminder sequence that we use, uh, which is the is a kind of a delicate balance. You don't want to bombard somebody with too much, but you also don't want to have too little uh, of a, a reminder sequence. So I'll show you the one that's worked best for us internally, and feel free to give it a try and borrow it. Uh, we're going to talk about calendar links, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, avoiding the Dean Jackson method. And I love Gene. Don't 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 get me wrong. He's a he's a brilliant guy. But uh, one one thing that uh, we have one outdated tactic that people still use that you're going to want to avoid. And instead, I'm going to show you the micro yes method that I think will really help you get much better quality people in your systems or in your pipeline, I should say. And then we're going to talk about appointment setters. If you've got anybody who's setting appointments or if you're using any services to do that. And then finally, I'll put aside a little bit of time for Q&A if anybody's got anyone's. Um, I will do my best to answer questions as we go along if anybody's got them, if they're kind of relevant to the topic. If not, we can save them for Q&A. So with that said, uh, my goal here is to be done in less than 30 minutes. As I know, people are busy and time is money. So let's jump into it. Quick fixes. All right, so these are the ones that you can really see making a difference right away and they're very usually very simple to fix. Um, I know recently, um, actually Evan's on the call with me right now. Uh, he's kind of managing uh, the people if they have any questions or letting people on the, on the event. So when he first started with me, he does help with the internal appointment scheduling for us. One thing I noticed is that when we set everything up, uh, we made a mistake. <laughs> Um, so it kind of gave us a good chance to retest some of this stuff, but we didn't have all of our, our proper calendar sequences in place. Uh, so the reminders weren't necessarily going out. And I remember messaging them and I said, you know, can you kind of walk me through your process? Because only 60% of your people are showing up for appointments. Um, and what we found is a couple of, of, of these here, as well as something in the reminder. And I'll show you that in a second. But big things, if you're setting meetings, don't overlook the importance of actually just sending a calendar invite. In fact, if that's the only thing you do, that you're only going to do one thing here, send, make sure they get a real calendar invite. That means going into typically your Google calendar, you might use Outlook. I know most, it kind of depends on the industry a little bit. I know most agencies and consultants are using Google calendar. If you're working with larger companies, uh, you're almost always going to be working in Microsoft Exchange. But nonetheless, a calendar invite is still a calendar invite. There's a standard uh, protocol for it. So by sending that, there's a button that they'll get in their email that says, yes, I'm going to attend this. And you can see that. And that way it shows up on their calendar, all that good stuff. Um, I know for me, if it's on my calendar, I'm going to be there. It's going to happen. If you're not on my calendar, if, you, if we agreed to something, but no calendar invite was sent, nobody reminded me there's a really good chance, maybe 50% uh, maybe that best chance that I'm gonna show up. So I know that kind of, when you're working with white collar professionals, especially making sure it's on their calendar. Now, all major scheduling tools can do this by default. You just have to make sure it's on. I recommend testing it, but those, those calendar scheduling tools, uh, Acuity, Calendly, uh, Book Like a Boss, uh, there's some other tools out there too we use. Um, Use the one built into high level, works great for us. But they can all send a calendar invite, and that's really important that you your calendar your event gets on their calendar somehow. 
Um, so if you're not doing that and just test it out, uh, if you've got like an online booking link, um, run through it, run, run through it with some separate um, email addresses, test it out a few different ways, see how it looks. If you've got a, you know, somebody who, who you know uses Outlook, if uh, you got somebody who really likes their Apple calendar, just make sure all of that stuff is working. Um, and because and, sometimes it's little, little things you might've toggled off or didn't turn on that can change it. Um, now here, these last two were <laughs> both ones that in the last two weeks that people have sent me invites and that I saw, I saw both of these. Is your invite clear on how the meeting will happen? I can't tell you how often it's not. For example, I received one uh, from, a, from a, a client. Uh, they became a client anyway. Now, now we have a, a good system in place, but uh, before that they would, I would book time on their calendar and it said that we were gonna have a meeting via Zoom and there was no Zoom link. And then I'd, I'd message them and they wouldn't get it right away. And so I'm sitting there, so the time would happen and I'd be waiting and no, no Zoom link. And then, you know, five minutes later, hey, uh, you know, I'm on the Zoom, are you coming? I got a phone call and it's like, uh, no, I never, I never got that. So making sure that it's, it's very clear in the invite, if you're going to call them, say so. Uh, I would even recommend going so far as to tell them what your caller ID is going to show, uh, right? People get so many spam calls these days that you should let them know what that call is going to come from. Don't ever expect them to call you. Um, and if you're going to do a Zoom, make sure the Zoom link is in there and that if all they have to do is click on it. They don't have to enter a bunch of codes or anything like that, right? A certain percentage of people are going to be doing this from mobile. Um, and trying to copy and paste that stuff is, is difficult. So just uh, the, the link can be embedded. Uh, for example, for this webinar, it, it's kind of an ugly long looking link, but if you click on it, it's got the password, it's got all the encryption and everything you're gonna need. Um, if it's gonna be Microsoft Teams or Google Meet, that's fine. Just make sure you don't double up on your links. I've seen that before too, where you're, maybe you're meaning to invite somebody via Zoom and you have a Google Meet link in there as well. Um, I know Google wants to push their platform. So I've seen, I, I don't see it as much anymore, but for a while it was defaulted to on for anybody in Google Workspace. Um, so all of a sudden you'd get an invite from somebody and they'd have a Zoom link and a, a Google Meet link and you weren't sure which one you were supposed to use. Um, so keep that in mind too, especially if you are on Google Workspace uh, G Suite. Uh, make sure that it's turned off by default unless that's what you're actually planning to use for meetings, um, which is fine. It doesn't really matter that much. I think Zoom is kind of, Zoom is definitely our go-to. Everybody knows how to use it now, um, but Google Meet is, is fine. People, people, can, people don't have to do anything extra for that one. Uh, teams, uh, I have some clients who like to use that one. It's also fine. It's also pretty simple, but uh, if, you, if, you're, if I had a preference, I would say do Zoom first and then use the other ones. Um, so those are kind of the quick fixes for you to look at. And then I'm gonna show you also a reminder sequence, what we use, because that one also makes a pretty big difference, right? It's, it's one of those, if it's on their calendar, Yes, a good portion of people are going to show up and remember. 
if it's, but having a couple subtle little reminders that aren't gonna bother busy people are also gonna be important. Uh, for example, I remember when I used to work in the corporate world and I, I worked in uh, marketing and business development for auto dealerships. I would have calls scheduled with prospective vendors that had really aggressive uh, reminder setups. And I was, I, was bu I was busy. And if I was working on something and an hour before a scheduled meeting, I'm getting a call from somebody and I, I was grumpy with people pretty often. I said, why are you calling me? I said, yeah, I, I RSVP'd yes to this. And I, I had to train some people that if we're going to meet, I don't want you to remind me an hour before, especially not via a phone call. So it's very, because it was, it was just disruptive to my day. So there's, there's that balancing act. You've got to kind of, you've got to kind of walk the tightrope. So the one we found that really works the best for us, that kind of balances that out uh, between making sure they're going to show up and not pissing them off what is this. And that's if somebody books a call with us immediately, they're going to get confirmation. So this is if somebody books through one of our online systems, uh, one of the, you know, one of my appointment setters sets it on my calendar. So immediately we send out a confirmation email with all the details, uh, as well as a text message uh, that's got the details and uh, every time I'm sending out a reminder, I put the Zoom link in there simply because uh, I want to make sure that whatever message they're looking at, they can find that Zoom link and that they don't have to go digging for it anywhere. So that if they look at their email, their text messages, whatever, it's always there. So whatever your, uh, your meeting is going to be, be, make sure that every time they know how it, that's going to happen because especially if they, have, if they have to proactively click on a Zoom link, you wanna make sure that they don't have any issues finding it. Um, so, and that one can be a little bit longer, I'd say, than some of the others. Uh, you can put all the you know, information, you, you know, any type of agenda you want, as well as you know, here's how you can make changes to the system. Then two days before, uh, if, it's not, if, the, if they're scheduling for next day, then this one just doesn't get sent at all. Um, but if it's two days before, uh, 48 hours before the call, they're going to get a reminder email. That's it, just an email. And then two hours before, they're going to get a reminder text message. And I do ask them to confirm yes and reply. Uh, maybe about half the people do. It gets a surprisingly good response rate with yes. But even the ones that don't reply with yes almost always see it. And it, it's one of those ones that if they need to make some changes, the, the ability to make a change there is also in there. So they can reschedule if they need to. And it's far enough out on my calendar that if it disappears, I'm not wasting time prepping for it. Typically I don't prep for a call with, with more than say 10 or 15 minutes. So as long as that's done, so that's why I don't typically do it within an hour. Uh, I just wanna make sure people have a little bit of time to respond, but not so much that they're gonna forget again. So, and that's really it. I realize that looks uh, probably surprisingly simple. Um, we've tried a bunch of different ones. Like I said, I've used some pretty aggressive ones that have multiple emails, multiple text messages, multiple, a lot more reminders, maybe two or three times. And well, the, the, it didn't really make a big impact on show rate, but it did actually piss some people off. 
to the point where I would lose some, especially for busy people at bigger companies, i.e., you know, the people you really want to talk to. Um, that that's what this sequence is for. It's just enough to make sure they show up, but not so much that a busy person is going to be offended and say, just forget it. You guys are way too aggressive. So um, feel free to give it a try. Um, if you want to see it actually in, in, uh, in action, uh, just shoot me an email after this. I will send you all the templates. Uh, you're welcome to schedule a call with me at theappointmentlab.com if you want to see it. But I, I would prefer if you just, if, if all you want to do is actually see the sequence, just email me and I'm happy to share it with you. It's not some super secret thing. Um, and I'd rather that than have you on my, have you on a scheduled call that, that you're not really interested in. So um, let's talk about calendar links. So as I've mentioned, we use calendar tools. You probably do as well. They're, they're great tools, but please stop sending people your calendar link. If somebody says, yeah, we can talk. And you say, here's, yeah, great. Here's my calendar link. Feel free to schedule some time. This is, um, this is good for the low hanging fruit or people who are really engaged in, in what you're doing. But this, again, this type of positioning, unless you're really a, 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 a top-notch sought after you know, authority in your business where you've got more people than you could ever possibly handle, then I, I wouldn't do that. What happens is when you kind of send that out, it kind of it, it kind of seems lazy to people. I find, um, especially if you do any type of outbound. Um, I know at my company we do a lot of outbound uh, for both us and for our clients. So um, sending out calendar links is just something we try not to do, unless they specifically specifically ask, "Hey, can you send me your calendar link?" That works pretty well. Otherwise, what we do is we offer some available times. To people. So we might say, you know, happy to meet with you. Hey, I've got some time at 2 p.m. on Thursday. I always give your time zone and or and or give it actually. It's better to give it in their time zone if you can look it up. So give the times in their time zone. That way they don't have to try and convert it in their head. Because again, people are bad at that. Um, I heck I'm bad at that. I've got some clients in Europe right now where I have to go through my, I have to change my Google calendar every time I want to talk to them because I don't know what uh, Central European time is off the top of my head. It's like six or seven hours. I do, couldn't tell you which one though. Anyway, um, so don't send them the calendar link unless they ask for it. Offer your, offer some times manually, look them up, see when you're available and ask for their calendar link. I find that that makes it also as a really good um, differentiator. In that if you want to meet with some, as, especially if it's relevant to their industry, I should say, um, if you're working, uh, if you're working with consultants, um, you know, any types of agencies, uh, those, those types of businesses are usually pretty good. Uh, you'll find some people like in the mortgage space, um, insurance, a good portion of your white collar professionals will have these. However, if you're working with physicians, um, uh, maybe contractors, um, people in the automotive space generally aren't going to have it. And they're, I mean, they're just difficult to pin down uh, to begin with, but um, I wouldn't necessarily offer that. But if, uh, if you are working, you know, primarily with or meeting with primarily white collar professionals, 
asking for their calendar link um, is not a bad idea, especially if you know they're a, a small company where you might be talking directly with the owner. Uh, oftentimes, they're going to have one. So, especially especially in business to business, you're going to see that a lot. So, just ask for it, and you'll be surprised how often they'll just say, "Yeah, absolutely. Here, feel, feel free to schedule some time." Um, and just make sure you follow through on that. They they show up to those because the you book through their calendar, it shows up on on their stuff. So, um, just a little tip there uh, when it comes to calendar links. But just sending them out, especially if somebody says, "Hey, let's talk," and you say, "Here, grab some time at your convenience." Uh, for me, the only time that works is when I'm scheduling people on my podcast because that's something they really want to be on. Um, otherwise, if it's for you know to talk business. They want to be catered to a little bit more than that. All right. So as I mentioned uh, before in the kind of the agenda, you want to avoid the Dean Jackson. Now, what I'm talking about here is uh, this was uh, something he shared. I think it was either in 2000, I think it was maybe 2010 or 2009 uh, on his I Love Marketing podcast, which is, uh, you know, this was, this was a really brilliant tactic. And the thing is, it's become a little bit dated. Um, I'm showing you kind of maybe a slightly older version of it, but I still, I still see versions of this, uh, even via Facebook Messenger. Um, actually, that's the most recent place I've seen it. Somebody basically posing to be a prospect and then doing kind of a bait and switch. So that's essentially what this is. And it was originally for getting, uh, I think, a, a birthday mailer into restaurants for, um, for some advertising. Um, again, very effective, uh, very different back in the day, but these days it's been done so much that you're, you're just going to get a lot more hostility and you're not going to get good appointments. But here's essentially the, the model is, hey, are you accept, you email somebody and say, hey, are you accepting, excuse me, new clients? Or you could message them on LinkedIn or their Facebook page or however you, you find people for your, for your business. And they're almost always, you're going to get a really high response rate. It's typically, sure, when would you like to come in? When do you want to talk? Yeah, did you want to schedule something? And you're going to reply back and say, great, you know, I have a solution that I can help you land new clients or help you get new patients, whatever your offer is. Do you mind if I give you a quick call to, to discuss? Um, now, this is the, the good response is, sure, okay, maybe, yeah, um, something to that effect where what you're going to find is one, that's not usually the reply. It's usually either crickets, they don't say anything back, or they're gonna uh, read you the riot act and really, really give you a piece of their mind. Um, but yeah, you, you'll get this type of response well, often enough, and that's probably why people do it. The problem is, is that you think this is, you might think this is an appointment um, in a lot of cases, they're still on the whole, oh, you want to, you're, oh, it's a new client. Do you have a quick time to talk? That's really all they're seeing in their head, right? That's, that's their thought process is, oh, this person is interested in my services. Sure, I'll talk. So what you end up with is you end up with calls with people who really um, are not in the frame of mind that you're, you're pitching them your services. They they still think you're a potential client of theirs. So, um, and this this is another one of those ones where the, the quality ends up being bad. Um, you, you don't end up getting a lot of 
of mileage from it anymore. Um, we've tried it for clients and really have gotten some poor results with it. Um, so this was a brilliant strategy at one time, it was effective at one time. It's just kind of been overdone. It's been, it's everybody's seen it at this point. So I, I would recommend some other ones. Again, some people still use it. I think it, it ends up being more trouble than it's worth. Instead, what I would recommend is what we like to call the micro yes method. And I certainly didn't invent this. This is uh, psychology based. If you've ever read the book uh, Influence by Robert Cialdini, it is a timeless classic. And that's what this is based out of. It's essentially the what's the best way to get somebody to do you a big favor? Have them do a small favor for you first. So if you're trying to get a meeting with somebody, you might try this is connect with ask to connect with them on linkedin this is a very very small ask all they have to do is click a button it can say it, it right on linkedin it says accept or ignore and depending on your network and how well connected you are with people and your profile you're going to see anywhere from maybe 20 percent of people say yes to 50 you percent know, if you've got a really good well-optimized profile and you're connecting with relevant people so it's a very small ask of somebody. Yes. So uh, your, one of your messages might be to them is to send them a little bit more information. Uh, you're not asking for a meeting. You're not, not asking for anything like that. Um, this is a little bit bigger of an ask, right? This is the whole idea that, well, now they're, they might, they kind of want to give me some info or they want to sell me something. Okay, I gotta I gotta pay attention now. These people, you know, this might be the pushy salesperson. I gotta be careful. So it's a little bit bigger of an ask, but you're gonna get more people to say yes to it than to immediately jump to an appointment. So now at this point, they've said yes twice. Then you can follow up with them after sending them that information and then ask if they'd like to schedule some time to talk. Uh, see if they've had a chance to review the information you've sent. And now at this point, they've already said yes twice. They might, you get this point, you will get some people who are enthusiastically say yes, uh, because they're interested. You, you've essentially turned that person from outbound, uh, a cold, a cold call, essentially to an inbound type of lead. Um, which is why I like this, this particular strategy a lot is because it leads to really good quality conversations, which leads to sales, which is the ultimate goal of all of this stuff, right? Uh, we have, we want leads to turn into appointments, to turn into uh, demos or sales calls that turn into sales. So um, this we found that this makes a pretty big impact on ultimately that last one here, which is yes to the sale, which I should have probably put on this list, but yes to that appointment um, because they've already said yes twice. Now they're getting in the habit of it. You're you're building some rapport, even even though it doesn't really even seem like it. You you've now interacted with them multiple times. Um, and they're, you're, they're getting more familiar with you. So they're more likely just to say yes to you. So again, this is a, a little bit of a, a subtle change. I know from uh, an appointment center standpoint, this is not the way it's typically taught simply because this one leaves a little, there's, there's a few more steps to it. It's not quite as simple and it takes a little bit longer, right? You're not, this goes, you, you might not be scheduling appointments right away that first you know few days of a, a new campaign because now there's more steps it might be two or three or four weeks later i just did a, a podcast interview uh it should be coming out i believe it comes out next week 
where we talked about this from a Facebook ad standpoint, where um, now I've done this too, and you know, gotten the same crappy results everybody else does, where you give some type of lead magnet out, and then on your thank you page, it's hey, you know, you want to schedule some time to talk, um, and you you might look and say. And at least we used to, we used to say, okay, yeah, our, our appointments uh, used to spend, I think about $90 to get a, a booked appointment, which we thought was great. Um, but um, we, what we found is that we just weren't really getting the quality at that point. We weren't, we didn't have enough rapport built up. We didn't have the right people filtered. And uh, on the podcast interview, when I talked with, I believe it's with uh, Jason, where we kind of talk about not offering that right away is try and get them engaged a little bit more, get them to consume more of your content, watch a video, listen to an episode of your podcast, get them more involved in your system. So, and then get them on a call because they're going to be, they're going to be more engaged. They're going to be more likely to one, show up one, you know, be actively looking for your solution. And, and finally, again, buy. So that's really the power of this is that getting those people to say yes is adding a few extra steps, maybe only one extra step, but it makes a difference in terms of, of sales again. And that's that's the goal, right? I know if, you're, if your bank is anything like mine, they don't care how many appointments I have, how many leads I've got. They don't care any people in my pipeline. They let me deposit money. That's the only thing. So a lot of other stuff is important, but you know, getting getting those sales. So whatever it needs to do to really optimize for that. Which brings me to appointment setters. Right now, there's there's plenty of services out there for this. We we offer this service as well in the terms of full disclosure. Um, and I wanted to kind of share some of what we've found and uh, both from my corporate career and from having uh, appointment setters on my own team now these days. And what we find is one, you have to really review the messaging, the, uh, review what's being sent out early, often, and continue with it. Um, you got to see what the messages are saying, track all those numbers, listen to calls. I remember this would be uh, something my, I would have my managers do back at the dealerships is say, okay, every week I want you listening to this number of calls from this person. So I want to make sure that we're getting good appointments. And if your people aren't making calls, that's okay. If they are, I would absolutely encourage you to listen to some of these ones where maybe there was an appointment booked, but they didn't show up. Um, maybe uh, maybe they did and you just kind of want to hear what they're doing. Maybe you want to see what, what's going well for them. But what I would find um, is that my, my team would sometimes, we, we'd get a new person and we'd say, okay, why aren't your people showing up? And basically it was this whole, we're going to go for the appointment right away. Um, is, hey, you know, thanks for, thanks for asking about this car. It's available. When do you want to come in and take a look at it? And, you know, some people will just say whatever to get off the phone with you. And that can work, uh, especially the more intrusive your type of messaging is, the more you're going to run into that. So less often via email where they'll just say anything to make you go away because it's really easy to block you. Um, but you got to pay attention to that type of stuff. And you'll, you'll see opportunities where you say, you know, that's not the process, right? People, people get a little bit lazy. It's, 
It's just human nature. It's nothing against that one individual person. Uh, but you just try and get maybe a little bit too efficient. Maybe, maybe all of a sudden you're starting to send out calendar links to people, even though that that doesn't work very well. It's not going to get the numbers you want, but it's easy. And you'll, you'll see just enough response from it that you think, oh, this is a good way to do it versus taking a little bit more time to offer times. So if you have appointments at it, I would absolutely encourage you to tell them not to send out those calendar links. Um, but making sure you're, you're offering feedback to and reviewing uh, those numbers with people. Um, if, you if you have enough appointment setters that you need a manager, get one. Uh, they will save you a whole lot of time and they will help make the whole team more efficient. If you're doing this yourself, make that time every week, you know, just to do a, even a little bit of it will make a big difference. Um, and then finally, this last one is about compensation plans. And um, I, I find again here that this is probably a little counterintuitive. Um, and I'll just kind of run you through the way I, I like to do it. And what I've found in my career has really, really the types that get the results. And that means offering an hourly pay rate or a, or a salary, uh, kind of depending on where you are and what you can offer. But having some type of base built in, if you're strictly doing performance-based, you're probably going to end up with appointments you don't want because that person knows that the only way they're getting paid is to get something on your calendar. So whether it's good, bad, any indication, I've, I've seen people where they said, hey, let's, let's uh, yeah, we can talk next week. That's what the prospect would respond with. And I would see a, an invite in, the, in our tracking log where it says, calendar booked for Tuesday at 4 p.m. And you look back at the, at the conversation log. Again, this goes back to reviewing everything. And it would, you'd look and say, well, they said we could talk next week. Why did we, we didn't actually have a time. We didn't have a date. Um, they, they really weren't engaged at that point, but we sent a calendar invite and booked it with the client anyway. Um, it's kind of crazy. Some of the stuff you see and you're, you're gonna say, that's not an appointment. And you're absolutely right. But that's the type of stuff that happens, especially again, if you're really only doing the, you know, you're paying for each appointment and nothing else. So for me internally, what we've what we've built is, you know, our people are paid an hourly rate. They do get bonuses, uh, small bonuses for setting appointments, um, because ultimately that's not the end goal either. Um, so if anybody on my team, uh, I will, you know since I can, since I have the actual sales data, they get their bonuses based off of the sales, um, which again, they don't have as much control over, but if you, if you set people up properly for a sales meeting, it actually makes a really big difference in the sales process. Again, they don't have the ultimate control, but good ones, set, like I said, good appointments, definitely earn more on that type of plan. And by offering some type of base rate, you will get more people who are willing to, to kind of put in the work. Um, and this, is, this means um, you can go back to this whole sending a little bit more information, which ultimately long-term is gonna give you better results, but it's a little bit slower. So that means that their first month, they're still getting a paycheck um, again. So that, that's kind of the whole goal behind this is, is that it's, it's kind of quality over quantity. Um, you reward sales more than appointments because again, you want more of those. So um, 
if you need any help with this type of stuff, this is the type of work we do. We do outbound appointment settings. So if you need more leads, I am happy to help you, happy to have a conversation with you. Um, if you'd like any more information or any questions, let me know on that. I'm not going to go into a big pitch on it, but uh, if you want to schedule some time, you can go to the appointment lab, schedule something, or just email me directly at Gary at Pipelineology. And if uh, with that, I, I am done. Thanks for listening to the Pipelineology podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to seeing you on the next one. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you.